when we moved into multifamily and other larger asset classes like storage units, that's when our success really propelled and just skyrocketed. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am Adam A. Adams with my host, my co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. What's up, Jason? Well, hello, good sir. Good morning. You having a good day so far, I hope? Great. We got a little sun yesterday here in Denver, and my nose is a little uh, little red. So for anyone watching the YouTube right now, you will see Rudolph, uh, a.k.a. J. Lou. And we're, we have actually got uh, someone special on the podcast with us today, and that's Amy Johnson. Let me tell you a couple quick things about Amy. Actually, let me ask you a question, Mr. or Mrs. Listener. Are you living in a trailer park right now? Or are you living in, in a trailer park or, or anywhere, even uh, a regular house? Because it doesn't matter. Because what you're going to find out today is that it really literally doesn't matter where you're coming from, where you're going, you have endless potential. And so it's going to be really fun having Amy on because she actually did grow up in a trailer park. And now she has uh, a net worth in, in the multi-million. So from, from trailer park to multi-millionaire, and this could be you too. And during the episode today, we're going to show you how. Let me tell you a little bit about Amy. She is a mother of five, which uh, I have two kids, and that's enough. I'll say that much. Two kids is plenty. I can't imagine having five. But going into a little bit more of, of her background and what she's doing right now, she actually has 500 units of, of self-storage. So she is crushing it in the self-storage industry. She also has 74 units of, of multifamily and, and single family. And she's doing some development, uh, a few different things uh, that she's building right now as we speak, as we record this episode. And we're going to get into some of these things and how she methodically, slowly, and carefully went from, from you know, being in this trailer park to where she is now, and you're going to learn how to. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, doing well. I'm, thanks. That's a great introduction. <laughs> well, if I, if I, let's say this. I'm sure you know more about yourself than even I do working with you for the past year or so. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about your background that I missed that really pertains to what we're talking about today, which means go starting from anywhere it doesn't matter, even if it is a trailer park, and being able to be a multimillionaire. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, came from a very large family of eight kids in our family when we were growing up. Um, my dad was a very hard worker, um, but he would risk it all and then we would lose it all on there. And so I remember one point, um, like I said, we, we had lost everything, moved into a trailer with, um, at that time we had six kids, the boys were in a tent, you know, outside just trying to trying to get by. And so it's always been a drive of mine for financial freedom. However, I originally took the advice of individuals, if you just go to college, um, go to college, get a job, invest in a 401k, that'll provide financial freedom. 
And so that's what I, that's what I did. I was the first person to graduate from college out of my family. And I, that was just, you know, I, I just need to graduate from college, graduate from college. And so I did, I did that. Um, and I found myself that it, it didn't solve the answer. So me and my husband, I remember vividly, you know, we, we were, we, we had a huge pile of student loan debt. We had bought our first home, which was a, a monument step for us. That was a great step. At that time, even buying that first home, I actually had a lot of opposition from family of saying, oh, you can't, don't buy that. That's, you know, just rent. Um, and so buying that first home was a big step for us in the first place. And so we bought this first home. We had this huge amount of student loan debt. I'm pregnant and I'm a school teacher. So that's what I, um, that's what I went to school for. Is I, I love to teach. I was a school teacher um, at an underprivileged kind of Title IX school. And this is where we bought our first home, kind of a rougher neighborhood as well. So um, we, we buy this home and we just realize we're like, this is not what was cut out for us because we have this huge pile of student loan debt. How are we going to get a break out of this? And so that's when, you know, we were introduced by a coworker friend of, of what real estate could do. And to kind of jump forward, we, I don't know if you want me to go in all the details of what we did to get there, but um, we took that first step of turning our home that we had, that we worked so hard to get, um, because we had this huge, um, again, we had this huge amount of student loan debt, so we, we took this our home, our primary home, and we turned it into a rental. And we sold anything and everything in our house to to save up for a down payment. So I sold like almost all my furniture. I was selling anything and everything you could on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Well, Facebook Marketplace wasn't really there then. But just anything out in yard selling um, so that we could save up enough money for another primary home because we were just living paycheck to paycheck, huge student loans, we wouldn't be able to get there. So we turned our home into a rental and bought a really crappy house that smelled like smoke um, in, and had a horrible kitchen and the backyard was atrocious. So we bought this crappy house and um, fixed it up and did basically that burn method of let's, you know, buy, repair, you know, all that. And then that's when we decided, okay, this can, we could do this. We could do this. And so we took that first step and we took it to the next step of buying another house and we turned that house into a rental. And so we kept doing that all through the process. We've kind of had so much opposition from our families. You have to remember that. So I didn't come from a real estate background at all in my family or that, real estate was the key to financial future whatsoever or college or any of those things from, from my side of my family. And my husband at one point in time when he was 18, well, 17 was actually homeless, um, kicked out and homeless and on his own. And so we, let's just say we both came from dire straits knowing that we had anything but to go from up. One thing that we did have was our, our hard work ethic. 
and that we had the hustle and the grind. And we also delayed that gratification of as we moved to our next house or as we as we started to get some savings, that's not the time that we went and bought a car or bought, you know, my husband was still riding his bike to work so that we could save on gas. We were still being extremely frugal. Um, at that time, I then had, so I had um, two boys that are like 13 months apart, which is really crazy for us. Um, and so at that time with our second house in this, in this dump, we had three, I had three little kids, um, all under the age of, all under, three kids under the age of four. And we're doing this um, moving, trying to repair. I remember at one time, I had like, we had like this baby blessing, you know, you, you bless your baby. And I didn't have running water in our kitchen sink because we were remodeling it. And I remember like freaking out at my husband, like we have to have water for people to come over <laughs> in this kitchen sink. So anyway, that's where we came from. We started from, we just started little by little each step taking that. And then people, we would be attracted and people would be like, you know what? You guys are hard workers. What if... You guys do the work and we'll partner with you and use some of our money um, and you do the hard work. And so we did that. We did that with a couple partnerships. Um, we we opened the ideas to other people and saying, look, you could do this as well. Here, we'll do it with you. And so we, we gained some partnerships that way. And so it was just each step and we dabbled in each thing. We went from lease options to... Um, just playing out rentals to repairing. We did a couple flips, although that's not my forte at all. I didn't love flips, but um, we had done a couple flips and that moved some momentum there. And then really, I think what really skyrocketed us is the, if it was anything, we had the confidence to just try new things. And if it, if it didn't work out, it would be okay. And that, again, that hard work ethic is what kind of propelled us to get higher. And so as we took these small single-family home rentals, and then we dabbled into um, assisted living, we dabbled into, um, we started moving and taking our single family, and where it really propelled us is when we took our single family we were we were blessed enough that those had raised in value because we just kept kept them. We didn't keep taking value out of them. And we sold those and started moving into multifamily. And when we moved into multifamily and other larger asset classes like storage units and multifamily, that's when our success really propelled and just skyrocketed. Amy, I love where this is going. Uh, I want to dive into, say, three items that you gained that were beneficial that you and your husband were in dire straits, as you said. So what's what's the three takeaways that people, if they're going through a tough time right now, that they can learn that maybe you benefited from that dire straits? What are, what are items that you took away that got you to be where you were because of where you were in the past? Yeah, I think the... the- Top one was is that we were grateful, we were blessed to have a mentor at that time. Um, so we had somebody that was also doing it 
Um, we found a real estate agent that was an investor more than an agent. And so he guided us through that process. And he taught me a very powerful lesson at that time. He said that money is easy to come by. You've got to find the deal first. And I thought that just blew coming from a, coming from a world of scarcity of that money was not easy to come by. That was like mind blowing to say like, that the deal, we just have to find the right deal and the work for it and that we can arrange the money. And so that's probably the biggest part um, that was one of the biggest lessons. And then that mentor, again, that real estate agent was a mentor. We actually paid for a mentor when we first started, which seems, again, crazy at that time because at that time that it's it's kind of small now that we what we paid for, but at that time, it was a big leap and we put it on a credit card. And so that was totally against everything. I, cause I, you know, grow up, you just, you've got to pay cash for everything. Leverage is bad. Um, you know, and almost learning, I guess that's, yeah. So just a mentorship, um, taking advice from other people. And then sometimes you have to be willing to do what's uncomfortable to be able to, get some incredible results for it because I've had other people saying, I can't believe you, I I would never be able to do that. It's very uncomfortable. I can't believe you would call or be in that kind of situation or, you know, that house, that second house that I moved in was definitely not an upgrade because my house I made nice and clean and cute and, and moving into this ugly, gross house was definitely not comfortable. So getting on, being able to be uncomfortable, getting a mentor and um, working hard. That's awesome. Where did that lead you to today? Where, where is your goal in the future and kind of what's it, how long has it taken you to get to where your goal that you had? Was that a five, was it a one year, a five year, 10 year when you kind of hired that mentor uh, or that coach? What was that first goal and did you hit it and kind of what's your next goal with real estate. I've always been a fan of coaches and mentorship in general. Um, Maybe because as coming a background from a teacher, I realized, Hey, I can, I could try to learn it on my own or I could hire a teacher um, that knows about what, you know, what they're experiencing. So it wasn't that big besides the, the monument, the, the, the cash that it, took to get to that mentor that that took a little bit right and the skepticism there but I knew if I put the work in it was it was worth it so this journey you know that's that's the other part is people I I get people today that come and talk to me like oh I want to be successful like you or I want to do exactly what you're doing but they don't want to put the work in and the, the hustle and the grind and then they think that it should happen overnight so our journey didn't happen overnight we you know, it took us, ooh, I mean, almost 10 years. Yeah, it's taken us about 10 years to get from, to get from there to here. And, and that didn't talk, you know, that's not like the preparation of stuff either. But um, the next, you know, and we just see it, it's kind of like that momentum, you know, those first three years, first four or five were really slow. Like that grind was really slow to first start. And then that's why I was saying going from single family to multifamily, that's when we skyrocketed and jumped a lot higher, a lot faster and 
um, where we took more mentorship of, of another step and saying, okay, now we need to do, now we need to get to the next level. And that's when we needed to be around other people that are already at that next level to help us get there. Love it. We are going to break into the final five. I'm looking forward to finding out what is the most creative deal you've ever done. We'll be right there. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you currently raise capital or plan to raise capital for your deals, then you need to consider a professional online investor portal. Here at Blue Spruce, we use Syndication Pro because of the intuitive investor experience and dynamic back office. With a custom CRM included and automations like e-signature built in, we streamline our capital raising efforts and raise more capital in less time. Visit syndicationpro.com to start your free trial and mention Adam to receive one free month. And we're back with Miss Amy Johnson, Mrs. Amy Johnson. Amy, what is the most creative deal that you've ever done? My husband laughs at me and says, can we ever just do a basic transaction instead of having it be creative? Because that's what I thrive off of, of being making the deal creative. So I had, um, I had one deal that I got into a property and that's when I learned the difference on a carryback. That's when I learned from that. I'm an agent, so I can, I can charge a commission, right? So I charged myself, I, I paid myself a 5% commission. That's what you have to bring in for a commercial deal. Um, so I got the commission funded in there. I had the commercial loan happen. And then I had, um, the seller do a carryback. And that was basically the down payment. And so then I got into that property with basically no money down for the entire deal. And that was pretty creative and um, it worked out well. Awesome. What's a book you recommend? Oh, man. Uh, Profit First, I really love. Um, if you're going non-business book, I absolutely love The Rent Collector. And the reason why it has nothing to... I picked it up like thinking, oh, it has to do with rent, right? But it actually talked about the, you know, how we are so blessed. Because I, I don't think we realize the blessings and the, like, the power we have in this country to create wealth with everything. So. Good stuff. All right. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, we want to find out what you see the market looking like in five years. And at part of the same question, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, in five years, our, our goal is that we will be um, stabilized enough to sell all of our storage units to a REIT um, at a premium price for it. Maybe that might be five to seven years, depending on everything happening so that's that's where we're looking for. We love, we still love to work and everything like, like that. So it's not so much that we're working to not work. Um, we want to be able to try, you know, we still, but we do love to travel. So that's kind of funds that. Where do you see the market? I see the market. People ask me that every single day. You know, how do you, what do you see the market happening on there? I see that this market, today's market, we could have a lot of parallels to um, the 9-11 market where we hit a, a pretty low, you know, we're going to have a low. And then as everything really jumps 
back up, that we're going to have a really, really high for it. And because of that, we're doing some incredible developments because of that, you know, buying things at a low and buying and organizing things. So when the development's done and built and created, that we can sell those at a high. So I like, I'm a big fan of look at history and see how things have done. And even though, you know, today's day, we may not have these past events, but there may be event like it that we could emulate. And that's how I see this market happening right now. How do you add value to others? Um, I always come from a place of teaching. I, you know, I do constant one-on-one game plans for individuals. That's how we got started is somebody gave us a game plan of opening our eyes of to a vision. And so our team, our infinite real estate group team does that on a monthly basis in doing, and, and I always get these common comments saying, I can't believe you're not paying, charging for this or any of those things. But we just see it as a vision from ourselves. Like, our eyes were open when we we had blinders on. And so we, and I was so grateful for that information and the freedom that it brought us that I just, I have kind of a civic duty of, you know, I want to open other people's eyes too. You could do this too. No matter where you came from, how what your circumstances, I've heard all of the excuses and I, and really I had every excuse not to succeed when we first started. And, and we broke through all of those to be able to get to where we're at. What's the single best way for the listener to find you and get a hold of you? So we have Salt Capital Group. You can go on our website with that, saltcapital.com, um, infiniterealestategroup.com. That's if you wanted to go start in like residential real estate of, of how to make their first step, like the very, very beginning, um, then sign up for one of our calendar links there and do a one-on-one. Um, we, we have our podcast coming up on Upgrade Your Financial Future through Passive Investing. That's going to be launching in the end of April. Um, really close coming up, and we're excited about that. So the best way is saltcapital.com. You'll find that in the show notes right now. Amy, thanks for coming on, sharing your story, how you went from that to this. Um, it was in, it was fun to kind of hear that story, and I know that it inspired a lot of people. Again, thanks for coming on. I'm going to let you go. We're going to let you go. Jason and I will let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.